Welcome back to the podcast. I am Mr. Mayola. And it's your boy Iago. And your man's Rashad J. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy King podcast. Matter of fact, the number one podcast in the world that you will ever, 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 ever come across with these three kings giving you nothing but heat. Some of that podcast heat. Heat. Come on, bro. Y'all can show how it's done, my boy. <laughs> some more of that. Some more of that. Hip hop heat. <laughs> some more of that. Some more of that. Believing in America. Yeah, now. Uh, we truly thank y'all for tuning in, man. Uh, we're about to get into this topic now. Um, I want to warn you that uh, it's a lot going on in here. But until then, thank you for tuning in and know that we love you. You mad at that statement though? Because Tyler's Kwali was like that. Like he made you think. You know what I mean? It was actually thought provoking. Um, yeah, um, I don't think I I don't think Nas was for everyone. Because no. a lot of stuff like if you got to go look in the dictionary, some stuff he said. He, Nas was like gave you right, smart, man. intelligent ways to be he a was. gangster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like you had you had your you had your notepad out writing down what Nas was. What was dope about Nas, Nas was himself and he got respect for it and didn't miss a beat because of it. You know what I mean? People respected Nas off rip just because he was himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and you could I mean that's one thing I respect. That's why I really, really rock with him though. His lyrical content and just that dude was himself. You know I just mean? I mean, I just didn't want to look up words no more. <laughs> I just want to get to the point. I would get these drugs out of here. Nah, nah, I, feel, I feel like that's why. That's why I connect. You a Jay Z fan? You a Jay Z fan? Tell me. Not, crazy part. I, I'm not. I'm not really a Jay Z fan. Like I mm-hmm. understood what he were t- what he was talking about. What he was, I mean, his angles yeah. and different other stuff. Um, like my rapper, favorite rapper was Twister. Oh heck yeah, man! Like like I was in the Twister because. I really wasn't into lyrics, but I was into songs. Like okay. I was into those songs that were like, like I was mostly into b- producers instead of rappers. I got you. I'd be like, "Oh, is that Timberland?" <laughs> you hear that? Just Blaze. Just Blaze. You know? <laughs> yes, sir. Like, I was into like the producers. Like the producers is what caught my attention. Uh, not too much of the rappers and music wise. I, I mean, I was really into the uh, R and B singers for for sure. Cause that was my, you know, that was my vein. That was my lane. Okay. Until yeah. uh, Uncle Uncle Kelly came in, and then he said, "Hey, you can sing and rap at the same time." I said, "I can." <laughs> I'm about to do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm, I'm from the south. I'm a three stacks guy, man. Yeah, but three stacks. It's I'm not your ordinary guy. south guy, though. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure, because norm- normally down here, like you know, what I'm saying you'll get a you'll get a master P every now and then. Especially like especially like this generation, mm-hmm. their 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 automatic go to is Wayne. But for mm-hmm. me, Wayne was Wayne was cool, but Wayne wasn't Andre, bro. Yeah. He, he oh, wasn't, like, yeah. Like, well, he Andre, wasn't, 
Andre is the South version of Nas. For sure. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. That that was a great that was a great okay. turn. That was really good. Like, like that was really I good. mean the whole outcast, honestly, you had Oh yeah, big big boy underrated. They were man. talking about. Oh, yeah, big boy mm-hmm. definitely underrated. Uh acting and uh music wise. Right. Um uh he to me, they reach their delivery of music was in a way that made you think. <laughs> yeah. That man. made you hold up. It, is he talking about something sad or you know something? Saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy how they do it because, like, Outkast had the ability to not only reach the uh, conscious rap, but they was able to switch from conscious to mainstream, right? Like, relatively quickly, yeah, yeah. And go back and forth, and then when they connected with uh with Underground Kings, that was that was something else. When they got with UGK, you know what I'm oh, yeah. it was crazy. Definitely, 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 yeah. definitely. I think those when you look back at history as far as like rap um they hold their own place because you can't really really look at like outcast you can't really put somebody in that same boat you know what uh, i mean like you they what competition would be out where outcast have um, um i would think um no don't say that's like that's like that's like that's like clan for me like who's touching wu-tang like as a group Nobody's touching Wu Tang. I don't care what nobody say. Lyrical content from every person. Yeah. Like, sure. like, like, I don't it's like lyrics. Is that wrong? No, but I mean, not no, even lyrics, no, just no, no, music, no. though. Like, music. Like, for, 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 for these guys to take a lot of their stuff, even their production, right? Was really based a lot of of like their from where they grew up, right? The the old kung fu flicks, right? Taking, right. taking pieces. That, like, man, some of them, the musicality. Like yeah. from from like come on man like oh, yeah, sure. you can't right can't, man you can't some of that stuff you can't touch it's just like yeah Wu Tang's in their own separate same thing same thing with freaking Outkast like they did stuff that nobody else did so um, uh, so it was just fire who, who better Wu Tang or Outkast I'm not I can't pick I like them both I would no, I would never pick yeah, I can't do that <laughs> don't look don't look at me like I, that I, I, I ain't, ain't pick. I, I, I would never look at me like that, dude. Already I'm, already not already already that. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to the analyst right about I'm that. Not I'm not doing this with you, bro. I have, I have respect and love for both the Wu Tang Clan and Outkast, and I will not choose between the two. <laughs> well, I'm going with Outkast. Don't give a damn. I'm going with Outkast because um, their music reach. Yeah, they main me. they mainstream to stuff. Me. This is to me. Mm-hmm. Their mainstream stuff reached way further than uh, uh, Wu Tang did. Um, not taking nothing away from them, but the demographic of what they reached out to, yeah, it's it's to me phenomenal. It it broke barriers between white and black. Oh yeah, for sure. And not just your ordinary whites. We talking about your, you know, like upscale. I'm talking about upscale type. Yeah, yeah. Who, who yeah. will literally say, "I'm gonna play this at my by Miss." Yeah. Hey. yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was, I was just about to say that. Duh. They, they broke barriers. They yeah. cross. They cross. And you know, I understand you can't separate two kids, but me, I can. Because yeah. um, <laughs> until they start, you know, giving us some money, then maybe, maybe mm-hmm. we'll take. 
but it's one of those things too it's one of those things too that when when outcast came out what you're talking about as far as that when they shifted they were out way before early 2000s but as far as like when they their music shifted right because their music did shift and that was in that early 2000s when you talk about wu-tang you know it was a whole different demographic in the early 2000s when we started to see urban culture more accepted yeah. So you know yeah. what I mean? You got a lot. You got yeah. I mean, yeah. you had Little John and and everybody playing Bone Crusher playing. No matter you was in white. Matter of fact, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I was looking at some YouTube videos, right? And I don't know if you've seen that YouTube video where the guy started. He said, "Hey, Dylan, play that song." You know, playing the Dr. Dre on the piano, and then he's like, "I'm like, I'm like," but it's when you know what I mean. It's like. Early 2000s, when urban culture started to get, you know, take off as far yeah, as like yeah, hip hop. The, the hype got but, real. So if Wu Tang would have been in that, you know what I mean? Like, as far as, you know, because Wu Tang was already out before then, you know what I mean? And there he had, they yeah, had some hits. I did. They, look, look, I'm just I'm saying, but. Nothing from I'm just saying. saying. I'm just, I'm I'm saying. Different perspective. Very, you know, different perspective. I feel you on that, end. But I do think, like, even, even if so, like, at the end of the day, the most yeah. mainstream. Wu Tang, Wu Tang song is cream, bro. You right? They had some mainstream stuff. I can agree with that. Like that, I can't lie to that. the whole Love Below Speaker Box album. I was just reaching. I was reaching, y'all. Okay, you want? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I still ain't picking nobody. I ain't still ain't picking nobody, but they, their man, outreach man, was definitely, man. definitely, yeah. We gotta pay. It, you it, know what no, it's just, it's just like, like I equally, I equally love them, man. I equally love like the music that they've produced and if what they've done to from music, huh? If one I can't come. If one had to go, look. If one had to go, I'm getting Wu Tang up out of here because ain't no way I'm losing Morris Brown, bro. That's not happening, right? You got me messed up. (laughs) Well, nah. I mean, I would stick with my Wu Tang. You right I would stick with Wu Tang. I would stick with Wu Tang. So I'll I'll stick with Wu Tang. I'll have to go. Gotcha. I mean, because once I'm not, I'm not a sophomore too. So you know what I mean. And so for me, it is content. Like for me, it is something. You know what I mean. And so it is. It's not that Outcast doesn't have content. I mean nah, that's cool that, that they reach barriers, but but it's no takeaway from from each. Oh yeah, I think from so. each group there is literally no takeaway. Oh yeah, you know what I'm honestly, I think when uh, Outcast and them came in, the whole South honestly wrecked it's music, just, bro. Just exploded, bro. Like, yeah, when I Eddie tell Pop. you, when that South <laughs> when that South song came out, yeah. Because you got to understand, New York had it on lot for a grip. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For and sure. then the West Coast came. Well, West Coast and New York, because West yeah. Coast was in the 80s. Yeah. A lot of the, they, they birthed yeah. a lot of the 80s. Same thing with East Coast, but yeah. Yeah, they had they, they had a lot of yeah. samples, uh, uh, your, your boom caps, you know what I'm saying? But when mm-hmm. the South, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Explosion, bro. Yeah. I mean, me that changed the music game. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, bro, that that hit so hard. Petey Pop, like people forget about Petey Pop, but uh, Petey take Pop your shark off and swing like a helicopter, right? right. right. That's on play. Like North Carolina, come on and raise up. Hey, that's so hard today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 you know what hit? You mean you, it? It gave you the most confident in the world. It doesn't matter what size you were. 
You were gonna take your shirt off mm-hmm. and twist it around. <laughs> <laughs> like a helicopter. And truth be told, I will. If we're talking about gangster rap, right, or you're talking about that that hard rap, I rock with Three Six Mafia real quick. Oh yeah. Mm. I mean, just I'm just I'm just saying, like you talk about like. Too. Bro, three six mafia ain't nothing to mess with. That's what they say, sir. <laughs> they broke barriers. I heard too. stories about them, boy. They they on some boy. They broke barriers. I think, like especially like sipping on some soup. Being from being from uh being from <laughs> Auburn. Right as I'm sipping, huh? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> People, that's not scissor. That's not. He <laughs> said that's not scissor. <laughs> I swear it is. Seven <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. made. <laughs> you know, being, being, being a south, being a south boy, being a south boy, and being from Albany, you know what I'm saying? My D. Right. right. Ah, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like that's etched in my brain. You know what I'm saying? Right. My D. Oh, I forgot yeah, about that. Why you sound like being used to that? That's etched in my brain. It <laughs> is, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know the dog? Etched in my brain. <laughs> hey, he was another one, though. Oh, yeah. Next, man. Right, DMX was a... Uh, 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 but I don't care. No, not from the that. South, but I'm talking about another, like, yeah, I'm rapper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, X, X is, X is yeah. still in my top five, bro. I don't oh, care man. Sir. Have you, seen, have you seen the YouTube clip of when uh, Jay-Z, when uh, he opened up for Jay-Z? And Jay Z had to follow him, and he was about to go out on the stage. So X was like, "I'm about to do this," and he like he started barking, and the crowd just went crazy. And he walked out on the yeah. stage, and Jay's like, "How do I follow that?" <laughs> he just knew how to get people engaged, man. That like, and then, era, that oh. era, man, of music was on a different level. We, we, I think when they did the uh, what was the Blackout album, uh, something like that. With Jay Z, uh, uh, DMX, uh, it was like they had a tour going or something like that. That's the um, one that I think he was talking about too. Yeah, that tour within itself, man, was mm-hmm. crazy. They had some heavy hitters on that tour. I'm about to look it up too because I'm curious myself. But DMX was a he was a, he was in a league of his own, man. Honestly, like league of his own. The That's what I think. Like his uh his his. It hit the ending of his life, which is which, to me, which was <clears throat> rather sad, man, because he, yeah, yeah, it goes to show what happened when you battle by yourself these different addictions. And, 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 and man, we, I mean, in the crazy part, we've lost a lot, man, over yeah, the yeah, years. Sure. We lost some heavy hitters over the years, some iconic people. Uh, the white Green Rangers from Power Rangers. I, I mean, just seen that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like he, and they say that it was from suicide. That was the first report. So, yeah. um, I, they haven't. I haven't seen any report that's like confirmed it. But that was the first mm-hmm. thing TMZ said. But you talk about like, you talk about like, man, like he he made a lot of childhoods. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Tommy, like, and like. He was supposed to have a short. I was reading. I was reading a little bit about him. Gotcha. He was supposed to have a short role on Power Rangers that turned into twenty-seven years. Yeah. On which Power happens? Rangers. Which happens? Which is yeah. well, it's wild though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if you go on Facebook, you just scroll down Facebook. There are memorial after memorial after memorial on social media because how much of an effect that he had yeah. on so many. I mean, not even just you know thirty. We talking about twenty and. Yeah, teenagers, yeah. you know what I mean, and now because he's he was just recently on a freaking Power Rangers like yeah. like two years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he, he just doing, he was doing his thing. 
That's yeah, wild, definitely. man. So, I mean, like said, we, we we definitely lost some some heavy hitters within these. these I mean, just few years, man. Uh, <clears throat> just few years. I think we were uh, at our Thanksgiving thing, uh, and uh, we were going around the room, basically, you know, saying what we're thankful for, and. And it's just to think two years ago, we were like, we were, I mean, we was not able to come together like that right? because we was on lockdown. Like, it's amazing how much COVID took away. Mm-hmm. Like just the, the interaction with people. And it goes to show how vital people are one to another. And we don't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The, the, the effect of a person being there than a person not being there which is crazy which i like like i understand when god said it's not good for man to be alone but i think he was talking like in general like i think he was literally like listen because think think about what you do when you by yourself when your mind get the uh roman and 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 they always say like I don't mind it's the devil's playground. Yeah. I mean, especially as men, you know what I'm saying? We we get to going off into so many different um I call them solutions. Because, you know, men are basically we want to fix everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll go off into how I fix this, how I fix that, how I fix that, how I fix this, instead of saying, Okay, uh, what we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> What 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 we got going on today? Because this stuff right here, I can't, I can't even touch right now. But uh, it's 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 important to understand how important life is, man. So I I, I it, this is a totally different. Uh, okay, it's where you going? Okay, but uh, I guess my question would be, man. Um, to be honest with y'all, like, and I want each of y'all to. And this is a serious question. This is not Red Robin or anything like that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yum. (laughs) But uh, I want y'all to get an age in your mind. If you had to die, what age would you choose to die at? I'm gonna go ahead and cue the uh, the uh, thinking music, Jeopardy. <laughs> Think about that. All right, uh, Iago. Since you got a lot of time before me, <laughs> you the you the youngest. <laughs> At least 10, 20 years. You're the youngest, so uh, you know. <laughs> if you could, if you could die, if you had to choose an age to die at, what would it be? And I'm curious because with you being the youngest, what is that number for me? Like, like I'm curious. I'd probably say like 81, bro. 81? Why 81? Because like for one, you know, life life expectancy average that I've always been told has been like 80. So yeah. 
for for me like if you just look in the natural sense of it you plan out your decade well decades are I like to break things down by that so you mm-hmm. got 0 to 10 10 to 20 20 to 30 stuff like that gotcha. but everything is still connected so like the stage that I'm in now is the building stage we're building gotcha. uh, building foundations of everything literally from like businesses to relationship that's the stage I'm in right now because I want to be able to move forward with the next phase of life Mm -hmm. knowing what everything is so you get that figured out now because those first 10 first 10 not even 10 first 18 years of your life Mm -hmm. like they they count about how you develop as an individual yeah but the relationships themselves can die off quickly because school like you don't stay connected with everybody that you with in school and you definitely don't stay connected with family members like that some family members they go off and they do their own thing you never see them again and because you're always continuously growing they are too so they could pass away at any time true so during those first 18 years that's personal development for yourself and 19 up until about i say the rest of your life it'll be all growth from not only you but for what you want to do in life and who you want to be connected to yeah so with me being in this stage right now i give this I can't put no time limit on it, but you know, I know for like in the next five years, I want to be able to move forward with the next part of life, which is not the foundation, but the uh, construction stage. I want to be able to have everything in place where we're putting down like the the sheetrock and all of that, figuratively speaking. So, would you say five years of a from this point on, like five years, just basically building your foundation. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, and then, you know, I want to be able to go ahead and, like, the five years, five to ten years after that, be in the thick of everything. So, like, that's like getting, getting businesses not only up and running but flourishing, hitting right. that, hitting that million, ten million, twenty million. 100 million 1 billion dollar mark to where all of that stuff is now profitable and I can take the knowledge that I have and not only teach it to the employees that we will have and share with my peers but also teach it to my kids as well because I want to be able to let them see like hey this is where we started but Mm -hmm. this is how you get here so have them walk through the process as well not just handing them the key letting them yeah. be born with the spoon in their mouth because yeah. that's something I can't stand right there the yeah. silver spoon Josh you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be able to get to that point to where that's that's about like if you being honest I'm looking at like a like 40 45-ish mm-hmm. that way everything after 45 is just like you know what I'm saying live your life to the fullest definitely so you're trying to basically retire at the age of what 
45 to 47 i'm trying to be done you know what i'm saying gotcha. have ever have everything set you know what i'm saying i can be like hey this is in play here's your ceo for today me and the wife we about to go to aruba <laughs> that's what i'm talking about we out of here <laughs> I feel yeah. that. That's good. And that way, by the time I hit eighty-one, everything's fulfilled. I can be, I can pass everything on to my kids. Well, they should already have it by then, up and running, just keeping yeah. me informed on stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Even then, even then, I'm like, I give you some insight, but you know, what I'm saying I expect, especially with everything that we know and what we teach, that, mm-hmm. and I said that before, that I give them the blueprint. I expect them to take that blueprint but make advances on it yeah so that way that way when i'm i'm 81 and i'm getting ready to get up out of here like don't talk to me about the business i know you got that in the bag we good you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) when the queen is in the room what i need you to do is go over there and go move that chair because i can't lift it up for real like that i'm telling the dad (laughs) (laughs) it never came here (laughs) I'll be honest with you I don't really like this question But I respect it Uh, Uh, I know I mean it's just real People people hate talking about Death and dying And and, you know Stuff like that But Not so much Like for me It's not so much The hate talking about death I'm I'm fine Because knowing where I'm going Right Yeah Um, Me the crazy part is Iago, I thought 81 too, actually, which is funny. That's why I started laughing. 81 was the first number that popped in my head, like Ooh. 81. And more or less for me, it was more um, on seeing my kids. You know what I mean? Seeing seeing my kids because I'm 35 now. My kids are here. So I got a, you know what I mean? Got a four-year-old, got an eight-year-old. We're talking mm-hmm. about 47 years. I get to see them and their kids. I get to see yeah. them and their established life and know that they're good. You know, as a parent, that's one thing you just want to know that they're good. You know what I mean? And, um, but also, it gives it gives time to be able to see things established. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing because you, you know, one of the proudest moments of a farmer is looking back at his harvest and saying that you know it's done. Yeah, that's good. Bro. You know what I mean? And so, and that's my heart. I want to see my kids are good, squared away, well taken care of. You know what I mean? They they're on the right track and know that you know we talking about they'll be like in their forties. You know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, the 40s and 50s. And so, you know, by that time, they didn't already, you know, they're entering into, you know, possible grandparent and all these different stuff themselves. And so, you know, to see that, that's that's my hope. And that's that's my desire. Um, I was going to be goofy and say not until heaven till God called me up. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to see that. I'll be like Enoch. But no, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> not, um, I think. And, and, and the thing is, as far as the question about death, like, you know, just putting a time on it. I just I've never been one to like to put constraints. And so that's why I struggle with things that feel like you put a constraint on it, like eighty one. Yeah. So I have to say eighty one is my minimum by eighty one. But I'm believing yeah. for greater. You know, and that's just and that's just that's just me, man. Um but eighty one's that age. And so Gotcha. And I chose uh ninety eight. <clears throat> I chose ninety eight because not only because I I see the way the world is going. And I know it's gonna take someone like us to build an army 
for that long. I'm with Iago. You know, a lot of times me, me and Iago had these conversations all the time about wealth and about transferable wealth. Um, I just don't want to, like, within the these next five years will be dedicated for my children, all my children. Next five years at that, after that will be dedicated towards my grandchildren. In the next five, like each five years, I'm going to do a generation, a generation, a generation, setting up wealth, not just um, so that they can see. Because I, th- I think the thing about us is that we never seen it. Like we never seen transferable wealth set up, but we've seen transferable debt set up in so many different ways. We've seen wealth on TV. And being that it was never really, well, I'm speaking for myself, I've never seen that, you know, a person get to the point where wealth was transferable. And if a person in my family got wealth, it didn't last that long. They was wealthy, but then they blew it. And then they got the same, like, they thousand years right with me. So, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> which is crazy. But, for me, I said 98 because this world is about to get... I mean, it's already evil now. And if you knew the things that are coming down the pipeline and the things that are literally... That, that's being set up, I know it's... Like, they're going to need some strong kings in the place. So, for 98... to, to I mean, for, for me to be able to go at 98 would definitely be number one grace because I wasn't supposed to make it to 19. The, the 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 statistic on where I'm from is 18 19 sometimes 16 depend on what the year is depend on what they're doing in that year yeah but um I'm thankful to make it an extra year period yeah because we don't have to wake up what like like waking up is literally a gift. And that's why I think a lot of times I go so hard in the paint because I know even though we say 98 and 81, like before we know it, that'll be at our front door. Right. And and the reason why I ask that question, because time is ticking away. And, and for me, like I age backwards. So for me, I'm fine. <laughs> I age backwards. I look at The Rock. The Rock gives me so much hope that I will forever be sexy. <laughs> like, Dwayne. My guy, Dwayne. Listen, I'm I'm looking at this camera. Dwayne, look. Give me hope, man. Give me hope. Dwayne is what, 50, 53? 50. 50? He just turned 52. He's 50, 50 on the mark. He gives me hope. All these 50-year-olds who literally, who look to be very healthy, to look very, like, like they ain't going nowhere for a while. But, I mean, which, you know, it's possible. Looks, the, I mean, outside of me, nothing compared to your inside. Yeah. Right. But I'm not going to lie, that look is a bonus. Um, but 98, man. And if I make it to 108, 
to God be the glory. And if I make it to fifty, to God be the glory. Either way, like I mean, I know where I'm going. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's- <laughs> I, honestly, I'll give a dog on when I go. Honestly, yeah, I, right. I'm working hard right now, and I'm planting these seeds. We on this podcast right now. Listen, yeah, I honestly yeah. don't care because I'm good. Like, I know, where, <laughs> I know where my home is at. Like, this, right, is, just, right. this is just hypothetical. But what I'm saying is, like, I really don't care whether, like, when I go, I'm doing everything I need to do. So when it's time for me, for God to take me and do what I need to do, trust, I'm good. Yeah. I guarantee you how good. Like, I like look, cremated, buried, like, buried at sea. Like, my stuff is already planned out. Every, every, I tell you, everything's already planned out. Like, even right now, my kids will be taken care of if I go. Now. They be took care of to the point where they'll be able to survive, but I'm trying to make it to the point where they where they are able to thrive right now. So my kid, like me and my wife, go back and forth. She be like, "Man, you know, want the kids to go to college and all that stuff." I'm like, "Man, bump college." <laughs> I want my kids working for me. <laughs> I don't work for no more. I, I don't want my I don't want my kids working for nobody else. But right, because I number one, I have their best interest. No nine to five will ever have my child's best interest. You're just a number. Mm-hmm. That's why I, mean, I like me and my wife. We, we go. Well, she coming around. She coming around. <laughs> she, she coming around. You know. But and you know, we're getting to the point where we like. She's even looking, seeing the things in nine to five with her being a teacher. She like, oh, ah, babe. You know when you said this is this. I mean, hey, to God be the glory. The warning came. Yeah. But I don't want to like the things that I've seen just in the news lately, like all these killings, people dying, um, mm-hmm. the 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 switch within education, right. the switch within like school systems. Mm-hmm. If you don't think this thing is getting evil, like like it's getting crazy, like and I I think we just said it like last, what last podcast with a. Or, 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 or was we just talking about it? We are literally the modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, right? We said that. We said We're that. I can't, remember, right? I can't remember which one we. we, we I don't know if we was offline, yeah. but that's what we said. Yeah. If you don't yeah. like it, never mind. It's the truth. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, this go go go, re- go research Sodom and Gomorrah, then compare compare notes. <laughs> hey, like, yeah, I, I mean, it, people get all up in arms about statements like this. But if you and, and it's mainly people that aren't educated about it, the ignorant yeah. people about as far as yeah. what it means, Sodom Gomorrah, they were lovers of themselves, right? Where homosexual right. was free, um, where anything was acceptable and permissible with the right dollar or with the right, you know, you did whatever you want to do. We're in a nation right yeah. now where it's based upon, you know, if if you don't allow me the ability to do what I want to do, then you're then then what you're doing is you're being a racist or you're being a bigot yeah. or you're being yeah. hate, you're being hateful. You yeah. know what I mean? It got to the point where we're comparing. A choice of lifestyle versus the skin color. I don't choose yeah. to be black, but you can choose to be gay or straight. So, like, you know, what I mean, we're 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 comparing the two, which is just it's moronic in and out of itself. Boys yeah. calling themselves girls, girls calling themselves boys. I said I can identify as a mirror if I wanted to, and it, and it be socially acceptable. How's yeah. that right? You know what right. I mean when the you know what I mean when definition and facts are facts, and right. you know that's what Sodom Gomorrah was. Yeah. Talking about was contrary to real truth and facts. I I compare it right. to uh, like have you ever seen a, a show horse? 
show horses mm-hmm. walk with the mm, blinders on their eyes mm-hmm. so yeah, they yeah. can't see the stuff from left to right they can only see what's in front of them so like in this world that we're living in right now it's a lot of people walking with the blinders on their eyes like they're not seeing the damage being caused they're only seeing the path that yeah. their owner is taking them on and it's sad because we just had a conversation not too long ago at Best Buy with this guy like right 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 and i kid you not man like it's not the first time it's not the first time that we've had this conversation with somebody for one not of our own uh ethnic group right not of our own political group because one for one we ain't we we're not politics anyway like for me get into it all like that I, i could care less about politics so I can talk to anybody and be fine. Like this man, full on, <laughs> full on Trump supporter. I'm talking Trump hat, got the hunter coat on, and we're having full on conversation and laughing and laughing. Everything we're saying, like, we're in agreement on. Besides his explicit language, that's the only thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he wasn't PG thirteen at all. He wasn't. He wasn't PG. <laughs> But the stuff that he was talking was so real. It's like, yeah, yeah, like the stuff that we grew up with is gone. And you can see the change and the shift. And it's sad to see because it's like when the warning is getting ready to get heated, they knock it out the park. They don't want it there. Everything that, and I like this. It's like playing a game of baseball. Right. Everything that's true is a foul ball, and everything that's wrong, they're hitting it out the park home run. Yeah, and it's sad. So you yeah, fight in a losing great, battle. You you know uh, my pa- pastor Rock parts. I love him because he's one of those guys, flaws and all. You know, right and all. He's one of those guys that really says, you know, this is what the word says, and I'm gonna say what the word says. If you don't like it, you go kick rocks. He wrote yeah. a book called uh, uh, "Living on Your Head," and this is before all this stuff started. Like, really, he wrote it like the early two thousand, and was mm-hmm. talking about an upside down world, like an upside down culture where gotcha. we're we're literally living on our heads. We're calling up, down, and down, up, and I, and, and and it's crazy because it's so true. Um, and you, when you said warning, the Bible says warning comes before destruction, all right? Day. And yeah. so. You know, and the interesting part about it is we're rejecting things that built the nation that we exist in. The nation yeah. was built on certain moral eth- eth- or moral ethics and moral morality that yeah. we're getting away from because it's not socially acceptable. And and that's the interesting part. And society is actually created by the thoughts and opinions of others. Okay. We did take what's socially acceptable. And so that means that we control that aspect, but it doesn't make it moral. doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. right? Paul says all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Right. You know, I can do anything I want to do. I can go jump off a bridge. doesn't make it right. I can go slap somebody in the face, literally, because I have that free choice to do so, but it doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? So for I heard somebody say something really good. They said that um, if you're saying that you have a right to choose the desires that you want, right? What mm-hmm. makes a pedophile different? And I thought that was so powerful because you, you're talking about I have a right, right. to choose whatever I want to do. Yeah. And if you don't agree, then you, you're against me. So what makes what's the difference between a pedophile? Because they they have a desire that they choose to follow. Right. Does it make it right? Do I have to support it? 
you know, and 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 it was a it was a visual or perspective change on what's moral, what's right. But that's where we get a culture that they're choosing the right, they're choosing their own right, <laughs> which mm. is interesting in and out of yeah. itself. And so that's something to chew on. People choosing their own right. And the crazy part is, I think if you pay attention over history, our own right is what got us in trouble anyway. For sure, man. From the beginning, it, 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 we like. We chose our our right when the uh, when the fruit was bit. Mm-hmm. Well, we so were. now we choosing our own right can continue now. Like like yeah. like th- this is something that's been passed down for years, man. For like it's just been it's been passed down from Adam and Eve, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like because people are like when I go back home, they always ask, man, how 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 do you do it? Like how like how do you stay safe? Like you don't you don't want to smoke, you don't want to drink, you don't want to do this. And I always tell them this. I've done all that before. So I just continue to do it until I die. When you realize, number one, who God really is, I'm not talking about the man-made explanation of who God is because a lot of times I think we had the conversation Yeah, Iago on the uh, trailer talking about how yeah. we can basically compare how our earthly father treats us compared to our heavenly father yeah yeah and we think they are the same when yeah, it's total yeah. opposite we're near and I think the lack of relationship with God. We got we have a relationship with some of our fathers, but we don't have relationship with God, period. And I think that's dividing us. Because if you really knew who, who God was, you wouldn't take breath in your body for granted. All right. If you really knew who God was, you wouldn't take just the simple thing of just walking, mm-hmm. talking. Being in your right mind, I think we wake up every day uh, as basically spoiled brats. Because I've seen people over in, in, in the Middle East going through crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And if it's too hot, we complaining. Right. <laughs> if it's too cold, we complaining. Like, we got five cars that we drive. But yet we still complaining. So for me, I always tell people like, man, number one, sin will take you further than you ever want to go. And it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. Mm-hmm. And I understand now when the Bible said the wages of sin is death. Mm. Ah, you know who, you know, thing that hit my heart. Sin right. will stretch you out, but never fulfill you all day. It will stretch you out, but never fulfill you. It'll take you so many directions, but you never find the answer that you're searching for. And the crazy part is that's what's motivating you to chase the sin because you're trying to find yeah. something. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But you never find it. It stretch. It takes you. It's like it's like it keeps you walking with no type of substance. Got you know it. what I mean? And, and, and it's crazy because um, it'll keep you walking fast too. have you in this fast run. You dehydrated, hungry. But when God is saying, like, slow down and just take this water. And walk with me. Yeah. Walk with me. We ain't got to run. We ain't got to jog. Just walk with me. And we'll get to that destination 
the in the time that you're supposed to get there yeah. um and that just man and that's that's something you know i lived overseas so i got mm-hmm. to experience and I, I always encourage people and i encourage everyone even if you listen to this podcast yeah. to travel abroad and i'm not talking about like canada or mexico go outside go across a body of water yeah. Um, because you'll see something that would change your worldview seriously. Like, like, and I cannot, ex- I cannot express. I had so one of the guys. Uh, shout out Josie Joshi. I miss you, brother. He was a taxi driver. I call him the Godfather of Taxi. Right. Been mm-hmm. in Kuwait for twenty plus years now, and he would help Indians come over. He's from Kerala, India. He will help mm-hmm. Indians come over, and he'll get them jobs as far as with a taxi yeah. service. Gotcha. And and they'll work underneath him. And he had like a whole bunch of people. He, I call him the Godfather of Taxi. Called Joshi. He, and and the one thing with Joshi, Joshi made sure that his clients were taken care of. That's mm. why I always rock with Joshi. You can't rock with everybody because some people try to, you know, do all types of crazy stuff. And so, Joshi was a safety net. Joshi, yeah, Joshi was a. Re- he worked moral. He was about his family. And so you knew that if you work with Joshi, he made sure their taxi drivers, were, you know, was right. If mm-hmm. I told Joshi, I ain't like this guy too much, man. Don't send him out. He won't send them no more. Joshy, me and him would have these real conversations. I'm like, Joshy, like, and he would tell me, like, he said, he said, he said, uh, he said, Mr. Jones, not a lot of people come over from India with much. He said, I have guys that come over with just a shirt and pants. On. That's all they have. They have no clothes. They have no nothing. Yeah. They have nothing. They come over and in majority of their money, which they make a fraction of what we make as Americans, go to their family. And then they yeah. also have to take a small bit to survive in another country yeah, or so providing true. for their family because there's not enough jobs. You know, this dude lives he his he he has a house. He walks outside to get his food. Grab mm. a mango off a tree. You know what I mean? That's how he grocery shops. You know, and so it's like we, we take for granted as America, and that's why it does bother me. And sometimes I'll be honest with you, sometimes I want to live abroad because you get more authentic people living abroad than you do in the States. Right. Um, it's because we have access to so much, and and, and the difference between other countries and get this. By the way, the, the U.S. is still a baby country compared to other superpowers. We've been in existence for what two, what seventeen seventy eight. So we're talking about a little bit over two hundred years, right? Now, that's not it. Yeah, a little bit over two hundred years. We've been in existence as a country. Some of these countries have been established for thousands. Mm. You know what I mean? And not only have they been established for thousands, they have a culture that spans back that far. Where we have a culture that spans back since the 70s, 78, which is a is a band-aided culture or a quilted culture because it's you know you have you have immigrant uh, Irish and immigrant African, immigrant Chinese, immigrant Japanese. I mean, there's so much that this this country, and I think that's what what makes it so dope. But it also is a is a downfall because we have access to so much, but we have nothing to set a standard. You know what I mean? Even from the food, right? I don't know if you guys know, but there are hundreds of ingredients that are not allowed in European foods and Indian foods and Middle Eastern foods that we allow yeah. in our foods because because it's acceptable because of the money. It's acceptable because we want people to be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why American has a different... If you get an XL shirt in America, it's it's like a 4X as far as another country because yeah. of the obesity in the States. And I mean, like, there's so much, man. And that's why I encourage people to travel abroad because... And people are so much more social compared here. You know what I mean? They have such more of a standard about certain things, man. And and that's that's why, man. Honestly, we as a we as a we as a people as a whole, though, um, we lack a foundation that we can all rock with. And that foundation should be Jesus. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, 
I, well, I think you said it, um, honestly, bro. When, when you said we're young, yeah, which makes un- mm-hmm. which makes sense why we make immature choices and decisions as the U.S. Like we babies. I mean, it, it makes sense now. Okay, like I never knew that because you know history is what I was like. So as you guys talk about history, I'm like I'm out. <laughs> like Chad, Chad, that you know, Chad, that's that, that, that's his forte for the most part. Love his yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. When you talk about that, it, it made perfect sense. Like, okay, we just we just young and dumb as, as Paul yeah, we, we were young and dumb, yeah, young, young and dumb, with- young and dumb. And in that, like, I think right now, if you really look at where America and the United States is going, like. They're in that rebellious teenage stage. Yeah, like a mug. Because yeah, like you, you're like you're abandoning every moral that that was already set in yeah. place that you learned growing up. Like you, like this is yeah. learned. Yeah, but like but the Bible know. is taught, and you're in that rebellious stage now. You're like, no, we're not gonna, no, forget the Bible. We're good. We're gonna do it our way. <laughs> but you know, we pieces of the Bible. We as a country, we as a country were birthed off rebellion. That's true. As a country was birthed off rebellion, that was the seed to why America existed. You had you had the English settlers, and they didn't want to, you know, subscribe to the king's religion, so they came to the states. They wanted to worship how they wanted to worship. They wanted to do how they wanted to do. So they rebelled and got on boats and left. You know what I mean? And that's that's how the country was born in and out of itself. Gotcha. And what's so what's so significant is for us to be so young and so immature, guess what? The whole world depends on the US. Right. So we dictate the flow of the world because crazy. we're the number one consumers of all products as far as economically. Um it, like we right dictate there. it. Stay right mm-hmm. there. And and Ladies, and so stay, 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 mm-hmm. stay right there. Stay right there. Because you said we're the number one consumers, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Because we as black people, we're trendsetters. Mm-hmm. We're the number one consumers. But in a lot of ways, we act immature too. 100%. Well, fellas, we got work to do. Go ahead. I was saying that. Nah, nah, because it makes sense to see it in that light. It makes sense to see it in that light. And it it gives me something to focus on. Because a lot of times, yeah, that just really just opened up a whole can of worms for me right there. And, and, uh, and, and just, just, We'll have a conversation outside of this. But go ahead and continue. <laughs> that didn't no, open can of worms, though. No, I mean, it's it's the truth, though, man. And the moment that we're able to be transparent and authentic and realize this and, and do some self-evaluation and say, you know what? I'm a part of the I'm a part of it. Yeah. And that that's and then actually make a step, make a step towards something that will change. Um, but see, that's why God is so significant, because we don't have the ability to change ourselves completely. Nah. Um, you know, there, if that was the case, we wouldn't need God. So, right you know, the Bible says in our weaknesses, his strength made perfect. And this is this is this is why I love having this conversation, y'all. I love having conversations like this, because when talking to even that Trump supporter or whoever, 
You know what I mean? And you start to have these con- have a real conversation. And you show that no matter what you do, you're still going to be incomplete unless you have something that's greater than you to complete you. Yeah. And what you create cannot be greater than you. That's like right. saying the microwave is greater than the, the, the person who created it. There's just no way that the yeah. creation can be greater than the creator because right. it doesn't have the power to create the way that he does or right. it does. So, you know, when, 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 when you think about that, that, that concept that I'm incomplete. Until I come into until I, until I go back to the creator and say, "Hey, complete me." Yeah, we all. And the crazy part is the, the the sobering thought about this. No matter what you believe, is that you are faulty. And that if there's one person in this world that thinks that they're not faulty, you crazy. They're lying. Yeah, you know I, mean? I don't crazy. care what you believe. You are faulty. So therefore, how do you fix a fault? That how do you fix it? Do you go to another man that's faulty and say, "Fix me"? No. You just saying you human, just like me. You make decisions just like you feel like just like me. Here's it may not be the way do that though. Yeah. Right. Like, it's socially acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> like we say, uh, you broken? Yeah, I'm broken. Fix me, fix me up. Right. <laughs> and, and expect it's that's called insanity. That, Crazy. That's the that's the mere definition of insanity. How yeah. can you take another broken thing and say, hey, fix me, I'm broken? And and the crazy part, you still have the same deficiency and not even realize it. Yeah. You're prideful. You're insecure. You feel you feel lonely. It same. It that's like it's funny how married men go to single men for advice. Who do that? I'm just saying it is a thing. And you go to your. People. I'm not saying it's wise, but it happens. You know, you, 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 your wife, your wife go. You know, you have an issue with your wife. You you know, and and men go like, hey man, let me call my boy up. Ain't never touched a marriage. Ain't never been in no serious relationship, hey, right? But yet, ready to give marital advice. I wish I would go to Chad for Iago for marriage advice. Oh, don't you ever do that? But that's why you uh, got your head. Uh, you you know you know uh, you know Iago, these things. Uh, Tim, <laughs> you listen to me. You know me, you know me. I'm like, you ain't talk to dad, man. <laughs> Redirect. I'll talk to dad or talk to mom. Talk to somebody. <laughs> and the crazy part is, we just can't go to people who are married, but we right. got to go to people who are married with wisdom. Yes. yes. Come on, man. We'll go to people. How are we here? But we'll go to people. You must be here. But we'll go to people who are married and unhappy yeah mm. and you know misery love company so you're not like you about to get some good advice yeah they already looking down on relationships so they ain't gonna do nothing already, to give you already think men ain't no good right <laughs> hey that's why that's why i love i love men like like my brother mo and my brother mario you know shout out uh and my my, my spiritual father Dad Hines, I love y'all because, I mean, the real men, real, real. When you go to somebody that actually has something that can help you, yeah. they hold you accountable. That that is the that honestly that is the indicator to this a successful relationship of growth yeah. is when they hold you accountable. If you go, if you go to a yes man, then that relationship ain't meant to. To, to help you grow because right. it doesn't challenge you it doesn't it doesn't you know one thing I, I love about mario i've 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 been going to mario as far as my barber for almost three years now and it's funny i'll be in there and i'll just talk to him man i know he's a pastor man of god his his walk you know his he he it back it's backed up you know what i mean yeah, like like mowing 
Hey, that's my dude, man. Shout out. I'm gonna go talk to him tomorrow too. Uh, I got Elijah haircut, but um, it's funny because I'll be telling like, man, this is how I feel. You know, this is with Diddy and this and that, right? And he'd be like, hmm. He says, so what'd you do? Oh, and and a let's hush talk, fell over the crowd. Let, let, let's talk about her though. Let's not talk about brother. But but that, but it's funny because it caused me to go before God. I was like God, this for somebody to 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 do that. I, I have respect, and you know, he ultimately ended up becoming one of my mentors. Somebody I yeah. really trust. Yeah, and I confide in man. And uh, but yeah. So so what's the man doing? So so what should like like mm-hmm. let, let, let's just. Yes, Let's sir. just tackle this real quick. Since we're here, when we talk about men, and we're all men. Even though Chad can't get, like, I always give Chad advice. Like, listen, when it comes to you, when you, when you do get your significant other, my boy, these are things to do. So this is going to be some advice for, um, I would say, men, period, trying to be married or want to be married. I think uh, me and Rashad can speak to this. I'm gonna let Rashad speak first, because you you've been married longer than me. Ten years, man. Ten years, oh, man. And, you know, yeah. and you know I'm right behind that with the Niners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's gonna be good. But then I want to check her. Chad. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Just because he last skinned with a fro, don't mean he got wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> but what oh, makes <laughs> oh so many ways to go with that one. So right <laughs> but what makes Iago so fire is this he's up under some amazing men yeah. like when I tell you the did do I'm gonna go country on you did do literally smothered up under knowledge right about now that like he wake up to knowledge, go to sleep to knowledge, around nothing but knowledge. Yeah. But I'm gonna let Rashad J break this down on relationship. We just gonna touch base on. Of course, we're gonna come back to it later on and teach y'all some stuff because I think the enemy is on a rampage for marriages. Period. Mm-hmm. And relationships. Period. Because you know, I heard earlier today the Holy Ghost was speaking to me saying. The devil hates harmony. Right. He hates unity. I mean, unity. Anything that goes together and walk together, like when, when me and my wife walk together, he hate that. Mm-hmm. Us doing this podcast, he hate that. Of course, I mean, we we all we all seen the attacks, right? For sure. Yep. All right, Rashad, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I I don't. I will not come to you guys as if um, there's no perfect marriage, first and foremost, Um, as far as perfection, because a lot of times people enter into marriage with this uh, expectation or this standard that they see from movies or they even may get from their parents. Um, Marriage is two people with two totally different backgrounds, two totally different experience because everybody's a fingerprint coming together. And then not only you coming together, you have to operate financially emotionally um physically on on a on a in a unity that for the i mean think about it so if you're 25 and you get married right you got 25 years of operating by yourself Mm. you know what i mean you got you know i mean like me and my wife were four years apart when we got married so she was 22 i was 26 i think when we got married 
and so yeah about no no 25 when i got married and so um you know i'd already lived a certain single life you know that had stemmed outside of being 18 and 21 yeah. that you know already had some things established so um as far as marriage man it, it I, two two pieces of advice that has blessed me my whole marriage um and i always i've always leaned on one what you invest into your marriage is what you get out of your marriage right so whatever you invest into it that's what you're going to get um second marriage is like going to school a school that you never graduate to the day mm. you die so like that's you bad. know the first five years in your marriage could be you know from your your first grade year next five years can be your second grade year you're always learning me and my wife and you know because season change people change my wife has grown my wife is not the same woman i married i'm not the same man she married because of the growth now think about that it's hard enough to transition you know through life by yourself mm-hmm. imagine having to balance that with someone else who's going through their own thing and not only didn't have to balance that you have to balance your kids growing up then you have to balance the finances for the house well what if you go and lack it there's so much that you that's invested in the marriage but you know god gave us something that was so significant yeah. um he said that there was a it's a three-strand cord three-strand cord with him being in the middle the other two wrapped around it mm-hmm. and that's the anchor you know there was time you know me and my wife have never really had up until recently um people that we can go to and talk to yeah you know how you know how our relationship was growing and and it, it's, we've been through our rough times and we're still going through some and and that's and that's fine because it's growth as long, yeah. long as we both are dedicated to growing we gonna grow um yeah, it'll hurt <laughs> it definitely hurt emotionally mentally gotcha. it hurts but it's growth you know glory be to god but there were times that i prayed and i'll tell y'all I, if i can give anybody advice on marriage is pray man if you if you are a praying man instead of sitting here hollering at your wife or going back at it at your wife put it before god like i don't know how many things i put before god and before i can even open my mouth to my wife she's coming back and vice versa my wife yeah. put something before God and I'm in prayer and Lord's like, you know, you should you, you need to go ahead and kill that pride and go apologize. Yes, sir. You're talking about her, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but her pride, right? <laughs> right. You know, uh, no, and, 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 and so marriage as a whole, that's marriage as a whole, as a man, right? If we're yeah. talking about as a man, I remember one of my brothers said this. I didn't understand until I was like in my third or fourth, maybe fifth year of marriage. And he said, and before he got married, he's like, "Man, I'm just I've been praying, kill Lord, kill my pride, right?" Mm. And I thought you, I thought he was being deep, right? But no, <laughs> as a man, we have to ask God really to kill our pride. Yeah, because a lot of people get the the scripture mixed up as far as leadership in marriage, right? It's not saying that you dictate over your wife because you're not a dictator in your household. That's not how it works. No. Um, you are responsible. Don't get me wrong. When God looks at the family, he looks at the man. Yeah. And with the man, because you're the head of your house. But the relationship is one of a partnership that you take lead in certain important decisions as the visionary of your household. But part of that is understanding that it cannot be from a prideful place. It cannot be from a place that because pride is selfish. Pride is thinking about how I can succeed by myself. Oh, yeah. And so pride looks at self. And so, man, it wasn't my fifth year of marriage that I realized that, man, you got to continue to kill pride. 
because pride will cause you to go down roads that will compromise your marriage, that will compromise your family, that will compromise everything that's associated with it. Yeah. Because it's selfish. It's thinking about how I can be fulfilled while forgetting that everything you do affects them, you know. And so um, I encourage men that if you are looking men that are in marriage and men that are single, because it, it pride is the is one of the killers in men. Pride will lead you to sexual escapades outside your marriage. Man, that's true. I mean, because think about it. Pride is a seed that that puts the focus on self. So if your wife ain't giving it to you or if you and your wife are having disagreements and you're not able to get that sexual gratification from her, you become prideful. Well, I'm going to get it from somewhere else. You know, I'm going to do it myself. And then it's going to lead to something else. Well, what if I did this? What if I start chatting this person? That pride would take you so far. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's it's man, it's it's pride is a killer, killer of a lot of things in men. And that's one of the, the I think the biggest things we as men have to fight, not just in our marriage, but individually for the single man and the married man, um, because you have to constantly be in the place of, of dying to yourself. And I'll just say this one last thing. If you're a single man, begin to prepare. You know, what I mean, meaning that take care of take care of yourself, take care of what God has given you. Actually, Paul said yeah. in the Bible that it's better to be as I am. Which means single and, and focused on God, because marriage is the only thing that God gives you a right to focus on just underneath your relationship with God. It's just it's on that that verse because he compares it to Jesus in the church. And so, man, if you're getting ready for marriage, prepare yourself, yeah. create a foundation, you know, mentally and emotionally, you know, where you're dealing with the things that you do. Because once you get in marriage, that baggage that you carry in is real and you can't go nowhere. You lock yourself into a room with your wife, technically, and your her baggage there, your baggage is there. And guess That's what? Nice. They go, they gonna collide. And depending on how prepared you are, will determine how well. This is another piece of advice I almost forgot about. It's not about avoiding fights. It's about learning how to fight. It's learning mm. how to get through it. Because you're you're not going to avoid an argument. For that marriage, which, by the way, that's a lie from the pit of hell. So you never argue. That's that's a lie. Yeah. Y'all may have small disagreements or whatever, because that's not that's just not true. You're going to have disagreements because you're two different people, because if you're not having a disagreement, then that means that no one's someone's not being honest or you're both. not being honest, And that's just that's just what it is, because how can you you don't have the same fingerprint? Y'all too different. So there can be thoughts and issues that collide. Definitely. You know what I mean? I see, I see marriages from 50 years. I'm, I'm selling a car to these 80 year old couple and they've been married 53 years and it's hilarious. Disagreeing at every turn. And the crazy part is what I learned from these older couples, it's not about how they disagreed. It's how they dealt with it. They never got it. They didn't get offended with each other. He kept saying, girl, you know, you can't drive. Don't oh, do you going she going she going to scare you. She's like just shut up. I can drive. And but there was at no point that it turned to a point where they became enemies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they understood that you know what? He loved me, he just messed with me. And vice versa. It was yeah. about how they dealt with it. And as a single man and even as a single woman, prepare yourself to be able to 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 have those type of conversations. And it's not to say you you know you think but man what did my wife or my husband have no but just get yourself in a position where you are vulnerable before God and you're able and and find somebody that can hold you accountable to growth because marriage is going to cause you to grow. If you become stagnant in the marriage then your marriage is going to be done. It just is what it is. Um but that's my that's part of it and then we can talk about it later more in depth. Um but I'm going to turn it over to my brother Mo cuz 
um, nine years. And, and by the way, it don't matter. I mean, in some situations, there it age is age is important. However, wisdom that comes from learning um, yeah. is not really age dependent. You can be in your first year of marriage and learn something that would change somebody who's been in marriage for twenty years life. And so, that's but, right. uh, but yeah, go ahead. I, I, I'm going and back <clears throat> up out of this thing. I keep well, um, I think for me, man, uh, let, let me show you how to keep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me show you how to keep yourself in the process too. The Bible speaks about who is the greatest among you? The servants. Serve your wife with a whole heart. If you ever stop serving your wife, that's when you lose her. Because you got to think about we do so much in the beginning when we get them. Do you want some water? Mm-hmm, I do. Oh, you want me to tuck your blanket up under you? Mm-hmm, thank you. In the beginning, we are we are top-notch servers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about A1. When we're trying to get what we need. But when we got, we finally get it. And you get married to it. For some reason, and, it, and this goes for both sides. This goes for both sides, men and women. The day you stop ser- stop serving your wife is the day you will begin to lose her. And I think we had this conversation. I was like, if you think about it, a servant, if you come to a restaurant long enough, that servant will begin to know you. That servant will begin to know, okay, you want your regular? How much... Is that effort in that time to put that into the woman that you love or the person that you love? Because I tell you this, after the smoke clears, after that nine to five is going, I tell my wife this, I was like, this is my defense mechanism for the nine to five thing. You pray for me. Um, once that job is over, you retire. Who you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your significant other. Don't lose that in the midst after you retire, then you forget how, how to serve your significant other. It's it's reward in the servant. I will forever serve my wife. I know my wife's thinking before she even thinking. I'm a chess player. I love chess. Y'all go tell you chess is my game. On this board, when it comes to my family, I know I'm probably like 20 moves ahead. And another thing is, if if you want to be married or in a relationship with somebody, stop being selfish. My brother said it earlier. You got two individuals who think opposite. I don't give a care with you. You got similar things that <laughs> that y'all like. Oh, you like cartoons? Me too. You still <laughs> gonna find some things that y'all do not. That's just opposite. You like wrestling? You know what I'm saying? You like wrestling? I, I'm into the ankle lock too. But you got like like being in a relationship with anybody. 
you literally have to die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. And people are like, oh, that, that, that make you a simp. Well, that, well that's why I'm sipping. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, your greatest investment will always be, like, my greatest investment will always be in my wife. And her greatest investment will always be in me. That's why a lot of marriages fail. That's why a lot of relationships don't even get off the ground. We, 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 we literally... We lose how to serve and then we become selfish in it. Like when things are not right, I look at myself. I unpack myself. Okay, okay. Because I'm the head. Everything starts with everything starts with the head, right? So if the head is out of whack, then everything else, everything else will crumble. If you're pay attention, like Rashad, pay attention. If you're not home and it's just the wife and the kids. It's a different atmosphere. 100%. It's truth. It's facts. minute daddy walked through the door. Atmosphere changed. Whole thing changed. Mm-hmm. Like when I walked through the door, mm-hmm. everything changed. Order steps in. Yep. It's facts. And it's, um, can I do this? Mm-hmm. We got to understand the position that we play, man. And for my men out there, you're a leader. So which means you should be consulting daily the leader. The one for instructions are the, the, the person who manufactured us. We're, I mean, we're on earth just to, ma- just to manage this. Mm-hmm. Like we're literally just passing through. And while we're here, we're making sure everything is in line to get people where people need to be. And that's why the enemy comes against couples. He loves he, he loves division. That's his first that's his favorite math. Division and adding conflict and confusion. Mm-hmm. So if you're married, man, and, and or, or you you want to get married. Get up under some some men or women. Get up under some women that's going to teach you how to walk this thing. Me and my wife, well, she's an argue. I'm not. I don't argue. For that. <laughs> I just don't. First of all, I'm grown. You don't have time to be arguing. <laughs> it takes too much out when you argue and go back and forth in the blame game. You did this, but I did this, and you did this. Listen. I don't care who did what. Let's just fix it. Because at the end of the day, it's about the family. At the end of the day, it's about the legacy. And you can't create legacy with conflict. I'm not saying conflict is not going to be there. But when you do have conflict, learn from it. But I know we can go on about that. I did want to tackle, I think... uh, when you were talking about pride and there's like I know in the Bible it speaks about uh, six different forms of pride and I believe it's I I think it's seven but and and I think we're going to tackle that probably like on the next podcast or one after that 
I'm not gonna say now because I don't know what the Holy Ghost is gonna do, but it is literally seven things of pride in the Bible that the Bible speaks about. And when I when I first came across it, I said, What? That's pride. Forgive me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I, I believe I found it too. I'll just name them. Uh, you got you got self uh, exaltation. Yep. Um, pride gives credit to itself. Right. Uh, self promotion. Pride welcomes uh-huh. credit from others. Uh huh. Self justification. Pride accepts credit from God Himself. Uh huh. Uh, where's the other one? The other one is self. Uh, what's that? Degradation. Degradation. Self degradation. Let me get it there. Pride tears itself himself down. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, oh, me right there, right there. Oh, self, yeah, yeah, yeah. Self demolition. Pride compares himself to others. Come and on. Last one. Self condemnation. Pride justif- or judges himself. Those are good. Like We're gonna right tackle that. Oh, wow. Iago. Save this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. He's about to this with some bars right now. I'm know. not. I'm not. Yeah. I, I did. Mary I did Mac, Mac, Mac. I did get That's something, but I'm not going to lie. I got okay. something. And uh, it, it came from a place of when you guys were talking, I was sitting here. I was talking to the Holy Spirit. I was like, Lord, what do you want me to say from my experience? And he says, say what you've seen from not only your mentors, but what you've seen in your personal life and what you know I've taught you and the phrase came up uh, be sharp as an iron sword yet sweet as nectar Right. meaning no matter in what stance you take as a man be sharp in knowing the order and the regulation of things and how things are supposed to be but don't rule with an iron sword. Yeah. That's where the sweetest nectar parts come in, where you have to know not only your significant other, but you have to know other people that you're impacting too, such as your kids or yeah. or anybody that you're mentoring or anybody that you're connected with. Like you have to be able to combat not only the order of things, but to be able to have that compassion. Because as men, we forget to think that compat like for somewhere down the line, compassion became not masculine, mm-hmm. and we have to get back to showing that compassion for people and being able to be empathetic towards people rather than just brushing it off because yeah. of what false masculinity has proven to be. So. That's what I got. Sharp, sharp as an iron sword, yet sweet as nectar. Because like, that's that's what we are. That's what we have to be as men. That is the way. Like that right there is essentially what God is. Yeah, he's sharp as an iron sword, yet sweet. Sweet. Mm, that's fire, bro. The scripture says. The scripture says that. Um, Husbands ought to love their wife as Christ loves the church and gave right. life for it. And what you said is so profound. Um, 
brother, so profound. Um, so profound, man, because as men, like you said, we lose that, we lose that um, understanding of what compassion is. The ability to show compassion is strength in and out of itself. Oh, to hold definitely. your hand back from, to hold your frustration and to hold your, whatever may be what you want to display, but to choose compassion, to show restraint is is actually one of the strongest signs of a man to show restraint. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's the strong that can restrain himself. It's the weak minded and weak that don't. You know what I mean? And that are just swayed by any emotion. And so, man, and then also like like you said, bro, like sharp as an iron sword and sweet as nectar. You know, one thing I've learned about marriage is that you can always compare it to Christ in the church. Oh damn. And so as a husband, if you ever want to know Am I lining up with what I need to do? Well, am I doing what Christ has done for me? It's that simple. Am I, you know, when I'm mad at my wife, am I showing her grace? You know what I mean? When my wife is going through, am I there to to uplift her and uphold her? Am I serving my wife? Am I serving my family? Because that's what Christ does for us. Oh, damn. We're the bride. He's the groom. And so... So my, my my comparison as a man, as a husband, as a father, always go back to the example that God sets for us. And that's how I can self-check myself. Am I doing what he's wanting? If, am I doing the same thing he's doing to me? And so when you, when you said that, that's, that's what I just thought about, man. It's like, that's, that's what profound my brother. Ultimate beautiful stuff, man. Um, so, um, ladies, listen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He was having a boy, right? <laughs> Iago! Sure. See? Fro tight. Listen. Boy single. Golly. <laughs> what I say? <laughs> what I say? <laughs> He's not lying. He's not lying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, this has been an awesome podcast, man. Uh, I don't even know what to call this podcast, honestly, because we went in so many different directions. It's like, how do you go from talking about uh, three, three stacks to <laughs> pride to America um, to, um, I might call this the mutt episode because everything is mixed in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, this was a uh, honestly a a a good podcast. Um, next time we definitely gonna come knock y'all heads off. I mean, we knocked y'all heads off today too. Um, honestly, hopefully, hopefully, y'all picked up what we were putting down, and uh, when we knocking, let us see. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, this has been great. Uh, I am Mr. Made Over. It's been your boy Iago. And this is your boy Rashad J. What's up, Legacy Kings Podcast? It's your boy Iago. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy Kings Podcast episode today. We want to say thank you for watching us on the YouTube. We want to say thank you for listening on streaming platforms such as Spotify. We hope you enjoy it. We truly, truly, truly hope that it blesses your soul.